Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. Sports Talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Hello, Montana. The NBA returning July 31st. Mark your calendars. And how about the first in our brand new series of senior spotlights with an outstanding track athlete headed to Washington, Lauren Hagan. It is to tell a new one as 1029 ESPN Radio. Great to be with you on this Thursday afternoon. Hope you are having a fantastic day. Thanks for letting us hang out with you, whatever you're doing, cruising around, hanging out the house. Maybe you're out of town, whatever it might be. We appreciate that. We're glad to be with you on ESPN Radio and on SWX Montana Television. You can also track us down on the World Wide Web of all places. You go online, 1029ESPN.com. You check out the stream. It is there all the time, and it is available thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. You want to pick up your phone and call us? We welcome that as well 361-3688 361-3688 the phone number all guests join us via the Rankage brothers rv phone line in the show today Coulter is going to be oh so very happy. We're going to talk some NBA basketball. Uh, we we started in on this a little bit yesterday. It got ratified officially today, so we will jump into that, go through all the details of the return to uh, the uh, association to the regular season, an eight-game regular season, which they will finish off, a possible play-in scenario between the eight and nine seeds, and then uh, your standard 16-team 
NBA playoff format, though it will. That's the only thing that will really be the same as all the teams will play in Orlando, Florida at the Disney Resort. So we will get into that. We also going to talk a little bit uh, about some local stuff. The Missoula Mavericks had their first home game last night. That was a win for uh, the Mavs over the Bitterroot Red Sox. So we'll get into that a little bit. Movie night out at Ogren Park in Allegiance Field. Well, we... Uh, sort of tepidly await the possibility of the return of the Paddleheads in minor league baseball to uh, the Pioneer League. But for now, uh, how about how about how about Purple Rain? That's what we're opening with. This Purple Rain, great show to go check out, Prince and all that kind of stuff. So we'll get into uh, that. We'll talk a little bit more uh, about the OL Rain, the women's uh, professional soccer team that is in Missoula practicing. They are out with without one key member. So we'll get into that. Top of the hour, pumped up about this, Colter. We open today. Our senior spotlight series, there's a ton of kids around the state of Montana who are elite athletes going on to do, they're going to go on to do big, big things at the next level, uh, whether that's the big Sky Conference level or in this case, the Pac-12 level, uh, but who lost on all or much of their seasons as a result of the pandemic and everything that happened there. We thought, hey, let's take a moment here to shine a little bit of a light. So we're very happy to have our first one with Lauren Hagen today. Fantastic to have her in here. One of the great jumpers in the history of the state of Montana. Oh, there's no question. I mean, Lauren Hagen is one of the great track athletes in the history of the state of Montana. Has been since she was a sophomore in high school. I mean, she started just absolutely destroying the competition early on and kept getting better. And sometimes you might hit that peak and then the peak becomes elusive to you. I mean, you can never re-peak. And she did nothing but re-peak, re-peak multiple state championships, shattered the all-class triple jump record, put it so far out there that the only person I think that could beat it was herself. And she probably would have done that this year, likely would have done that this year. Didn't get an opportunity. Didn't get an opportunity to do it. But it'll be interesting to see because we've, you know, I've talked to some people close to her and track is all about training, adjusting, and then starting the process again to peak at the right time. And so now she's going to have a chance to readjust and then train. And I'll be so interested to see how she does at the University of Washington because her marks right now are already competitive in the Pac-12. You're talking about you know a, a, a still a teenager from from Montana. Well, a junior who never even got to see show this will be her year right. of progress potentially. But I mean, 40, 40 feet in the triple jump for. A young woman is elite mark, period. And so if she can keep building on this, she could be nationally competitive someday. And I think it's very cool. uh, For some, I can't wait to get into into it with her because a lot of times we see a lot of these athletes that are such multi-sport athletes, which is also very cool. But it's it's very obvious that Lauren Hagen found a love for track and field, particularly the horizontal jumps at a very young age, and she made that her athletic pursuit. It's very rare that that is what you make your athletic pursuit. But who did it better than her? Answer, no one. Yeah. Uh, 5.30, also happy to have another uh, outstanding athlete who's headed to uh, Division I sport, Eli Abbey from Laurel, going to play football at Montana State. So we will have him on talking about his commitment to the Bobcats uh, as uh, as we continue with. Uh, we've had a whole group of kids uh, who are of the twenty. What is it? The, it's the twenty twenty recruiting class that becomes. Well, this is the, the class of twenty one. This is class of twenty twenty one because yeah. all the twenty twenties are, are signed right now. Right. That's an interesting uh, point to make too. Got some feedback. You know, a lot of Montana State commits. Well, that's because Montana State has all of the commits right now. 
Montana doesn't have any. Right. Part of that. Yeah. Part of that strategy, the way that they do things, but also it's part of it's because you talk about the class of 2020. Montana has spent so much of the last couple of months filling out the class of 2020, Mm. whether it's the addition of AJ Forbes or the Rigel kid from South Florida or Hunter Clark, who we had on the show, or Hunter Allen, excuse me, who we had on the show. Last week, they've been adding transfers. They've been working on this class, mm-hmm. this team, more than the next class. And, you know, there's multiple ways to fill out your roster. Fill out your roster. Yeah. Uh, all right. Stu Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Quickly want to remind everybody. So, Coulter and I have gone through, and we have our list of finalists. That said, if you want to come in at the buzzer here, you can, you can do it. We will look at what your submissions are. But we are going to send somebody over to the Coeur d'Alene Golf Resort uh, tomorrow. Okay, we're going to pick a, a winner tomorrow. All you have to do is text in your best golf photo to 208184. Want to say a big thanks. We got a bunch of these submission, submissions, and they were great. And there was there was a lot of really cool ones that were in there. We got a very wide variety of, of them, and we're kind of – we're picking a group of finalists that we really liked and also maybe a representative of the whole of the types of submissions that we got some uh, some some sort of some some nice you know parent child ones some nice individual ones some funny ones so we'll, we'll, we'll get through uh, all of that stuff uh, but if you want to do it if you want to be involved tomorrow we are picking a winner 208184 the end of the show today we're going to uh, post. The, uh, the 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 finalists so that everybody has a chance to look at, at some of them that came through and uh, you know we'll take your feedback listen to those and then we'll make a decision we'll pick a winner tomorrow so there you go that's what we're going to do for the quarter lane overnight stay and play a uh, little golf vacation we got for you Golter uh, the tweet came out oh three days ago from Adrian Wojnarowski's account maybe it was two days ago effectively saying the NBA is back. Well, today it's official official insofar it has been voted on and ratified by the Board of Governors, which is the, you know, basically one vote for franchise, per franchise, excuse me, 30 teams. And they have returned. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver uh, said, uh, by the way, just the the very basics on this. 22 teams are going to be returning, okay? (coughs) They're going to be arriving somewhere between july 9th and 11th in orlando florida to have a uh you know a summer training and a, and a reintegration into team basketball working back into it july 31st they will start what is basically an eight game sprint to finish off the regular season with these 22 teams and then at the end of that if the nine seed in the east or west is within four games of the eight seed they will play a play-in, uh, a two-game play-in, uh, you know, series basically, which the nine seed has to win both of. So presumably, if the eight seed wins the first game, that's it. That's all they're in. Done deal. The nine seed wins the first game. They will play a second game, which the nine seed would need to win again. So the eight seed just has to get a split. The nine seed got to go two and zero oh to get in, and then we will enter a uh, uh, an NBA playoff, eight and eight Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference conference finals it will be a full playoff that i believe october the 12th is the date that they circled that if the nba finals went to a seventh game it would be played on the 12th of october so that is the latest conceivably that the season could go nba commissioner adam silver said the following quote the board's approval of the restart format is a necessary necessary step forward to resuming 
uh, the NBA season. While the COVID-19 pandemic presents formidable challenges, we are hopeful of finishing the season in a safe and responsible manner based on strict protocols now being finalized with public health officials and medical experts. We also recognize that as we prepare to resume play, our society is reeling from recent tragedies of racial violence and injustice, and we continue to work closely with our teams and players to use our collective resources and influence to address these issues in very real and concrete ways, end quote. So uh, that's the statement from the commissioner. Uh, here is something that is pretty interesting. The Board of Governors, 30 teams voted. 29 to 1 to ratify this plan. What's the one team that didn't ratify it? Well, if you've been paying attention, you could probably guess. It's the Portland Trailblazers. Now, remember that Damian Lillard said, you know, if we don't have a real shot at the playoffs, I want nothing to do with it. I'm not coming back. Well, guess what? They do have a very real shot at the playoffs. So that's not the issue. I think a lot of people will go, you know, kind of scratch their heads at this. Well, why would you do this? By the way, C.J. McCollum had this to say about the no vote from his franchise, quote, we play for an ownership group that actually listens to its players and has a backbone. We voiced what we felt was our best option, and they followed our lead. I commend the front offense, the, the front office and Jody Allen, who is the team chair, end quote. Here's the thing. Reportedly, this is not about not wanting to play the rest of the season. This is not about even the format of the season as such with the 22 teams and so on. Among other things that are included in this is how they're going to do the draft lottery. And evidently what they're doing is freezing the draft lottery as it was at the end or, you know, when the season was suspended. So the ping pong balls or the numeric possibilities that you have of of a higher draft pick were stuck there unless you make the playoffs, at which point, you know, you don't get to be in the lottery at all. And, for I don't know what the other options, the other proposals were, but the the Blazers and the players on the Blazers felt that there were better options for that than what what came along with this, which is evidently why there was a no vote. But I don't think this no vote, from what I've been able to ascertain, has anything to do with getting actually back to playing basketball and the format that is there. I think everybody is basically on board with it. But it is certainly worth noting that it wasn't unanimous, very close, 29 to 1. At the end of the day... This is glorious. By the way, 22 teams, 13 teams from the West, 9 teams from the East. The asymmetry is this. Rather than picking teams, they said, if you are within six games of the eight seed in your conference with eight to go, you can go. That number, that cutoff, then made it that there was more teams, 13 in total from the West, five of whom are not in at this very moment, and one... (laughs) From the East. Right. And presumably, though, I thought 22, Coulter, felt sort of, you know, symmetric. And maybe you put it at six to, six to get the symmetry. But this could have been, if, if six was the number with eight to play or whatever, this could have been a, a 19 or 21 team, you know, sprint down the stretch. And I wonder if that would have worked or if they had to have even numbers. I don't know. But as it is, that's the setting. What do you think about this? Because this, this is very, very different. Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf, and nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. 
That's right, golf's been definitely one of my favorite pastimes during quarantine times. It has recently landed my new Western Birch customized golf tees. Go check out Western Birch golf tees at westernbirch.com. These classy golf tees are made of 100% white birch hardwood and printed with high quality color right here in the United States. A company founded right here in Montana. These durable wood golf tees, perfect way for you to market your business. Just think, anytime you break a tee, your brand is sitting on the tee box forever. You can hand them out to your clients, your buddies, your golf partners, whoever. Great way to earn top-of-mind awareness while also playing a sport we all love. Again, you can check out all the cool designs online at westernbirch.com. Add your logo on a 1,000 of any of their tees for $150 delivered to your door. Give them to clients, friends, watch them get impressed by the quality of the look of a simple golf tee and by your creativity. Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they are talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. It is very, very different. Um, a couple details before we get into the 22-team field and those details of this whole thing, because it's not as if... These teams are just going to drop in on July 31st and be ready to roll. This is a systematic process. So now that the return is – first of all, the, the players' union has to sign this still. That's not going to happen until tomorrow. It's assumed that that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It would be absolutely shocking if they didn't. Yes. But we're still not officially official. So that's the first step that needs to happen. But then as soon as that happens, then the NBA teams have to reassemble in their home markets – which means bringing players back who maybe left that home market and in a lot of cases left the country. You have to remember that I think almost almost one-third of NBA players are international now, maybe one-fourth. I mean, there, a substantial number of the players in the league right. are from abroad. They're not yeah. from America. And so if they were living outside of the country, then they have a mandatory two-week quarantine We've talked a lot about the the directives and su- suggestions. That's one thing that's a law. If, you, if you're coming into the United States, that's one thing that is actually a federal mandate that it, you have to quarantine for 14 days. So that's something that they're going to have to abide by. I think that's why you have the July 31st start date more than anything else. Yeah, yeah right. Training camp July 9th to 11th, and then basically 20 days later is when the start of the season happens. And the the July 9th through the 11th training camp, which I believe is going to be in Orlando, yeah. is, is, is almost 40 days from now. And right. presumably that 40 days is going to be spent doing exactly what you're doing is collecting people from all ends of right. the earth, right? And yeah. then that's those are the training camps that start in Orlando. Each team will have an individual training camp before that. Right. In their home hometown of the franchise. Mm-hmm. And those are expected to start June 30th. So they're going through all the, the logistics here. June 30th in your hometown. What would you say? July 9th yep. in Orlando. So... To me, this indicates that they're being safe, which is good. Following all the all the uh, the directives, which is good, and they'll have ample time to get back into playing shape if they so desire. That's gonna be the number one factor to me is how many of these teams are have have the initiative and the desire to play. I think a great many will. I think there will be a couple that maybe don't too. As that that'll be uh, an interesting part of this. But as far as the the structure of the twenty two team playoff, I think it could be. Very interesting. You hate tanking, right? Yeah, basically. I think that's 
an adequate and good stance. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, I'm not saying I don't understand it, but yeah, like, well, who tanked harder than anybody? Philly. And what did they get out of it? Actually, I mean, not much. Right now they're uh, in sixth. I, I, I mean, would say Ben Simmons, Joel. Yeah, Embiid, right, right. Not right, much. Well, but if you're going through the full on tankapalooza, where you're telling the world that you're trying to lose while you're in Philadelphia, which is the maybe the least tolerant community yeah. in the country. <laughs> when you're like sitting that, there saying, yeah. hey, we're going to just be terrible for five years, <laughs> deal with it. Right. Philadelphia is about, I mean, you talk about riots. They're talking about riots for the 76ers, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm joking, but Philly fans are not into that yeah. whatsoever. And sure, you got Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. How has that actually worked for you, though? Markel Fultz, bust. Joel Okafor, you know, Didn't at work. least yeah. with the 76ers, bust. Yeah. To salvage your plan, you went out and overpaid Tobias Harris. You went out and paid an aging Al Horford. And you're still not even in the top half of the East. And the East is objectively way better than the West. So, anyways, what I'm getting at is one th- Bill Simmons, who's who's one of my go-to NBA guys, although I find him annoying. I think his ideas are very good. He's always tongue-in-cheek joked that the United States government should have a position, the basketball czar. The guy who makes the decisions over the head of the NBA commissioner for what's best for the state of the game, both in the uh, NBA and NCAA levels, AAU, all of that. One thing he's been proposing for quite some time is turn tanking on its head. First of all, don't have an East and a West. Let's just have the top 16 teams make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. But his whole idea was 1 through 14 – you're in. 16 or 14 through 30, I guess, the bottom 16 teams. Let's have a NCAA style tournament once off a 16 team bracket for picking order. For the for for either picking order and or playoffs. So you get to the finals of the 16 team bracket, those two teams, those are the 8 seeds. Yeah. Everybody else, how you finished, that's where your picking order is at. I think it's a phenomenal idea. It would be wildly entertaining. All I'm saying is that this new playing for the eight seed is the first step towards that. I really do think the NBA needs to address tanking because I think the NBA has run better than any of the pro sports organizations in America. The one flaw that they have is just being okay is the worst spot you can be in, right? If you're not in the top four seeds in either conference, top five seeds in either conference, you're in no man's land, basically. Making the playoffs, it, 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 it could be an okay thing, but if it's one of those years where uh, a 40-42 and 42 record gets you into the playoffs, that's you would rather be 20-60 and 60 because, yeah, of, the because, of, yeah. because of the future, right? Mm-hmm. If you're just going to be be the 40 and 42 8 seed that's going to get swept by the Golden State Warriors and your best player is up for a contract so he might leave town you're screwed. You have to have a readjustment and I think that's the one flaw in the structure of the league right now. And so maybe this is at least a a sample, a test for what could remedy that element well, of the league. Well, one thing I do like about this if baseball were to come back, uh what what I would like about it is it gives a really uh, uh, honest and viable once-off, you know, try to do something that's really different. 
to do some things that are mm-hmm. really different. And I mean, the idea of having this play-in deal, I love it. I never would have thought. I had never th- occurred to me to have have a two-team play-in between the nine and the eight. If you know, if you're within four games, that you you've earned that, given everything that's gone on, or something like that. I think it's great. I think it's brilliant, and I think it would be unbelievably great basketball to watch. I mean, are you hundred percent? Especially when you talk about the young teams. I, I keep going back to this, but teams like the Kings, the Suns. The Hawks, those teams have bad records, not necessarily because they're trying to have bad records. They just have young rosters that are still building and coming together. But if if you put Trey Young and that Atlanta Hawks roster, say, hey guys, you know we we finished thirty five and forty seven, but let's just play our best basketball right now. Let's see if we can just win this little tournament, even if it only means we get the eight seed. We're going to get drilled by the Bucks. First of all, younger guys are, are more familiar with that style of play than guys that have been in the league for 10 years. The one-and-done scenario, even if you, you are Trey Young, you only put in one NCAA tournament, you still are more connected to one-game scenarios than yeah. seven-game series as opposed to like you know, you know know an NBA veteran. Mm-hmm. But I just think it would be so fun as well. I do too. And it's, it not, it's not just for the individual franchises either, though. It's so good for the league as well. It's two telling new on us one two nine ESPN radio. I think it is. I think it would be f- fun for the fun for the league. Uh, I mean, I mean, t- uh, let me ask you this: Who's the eight seed in the West right now? I think it's Memphis. Memphis. Okay, so a Los Angeles Lakers Memphis Grizzlies playoff series. How many games is that going to last? Actually, maybe Memphis. I got to look, but regardless, yeah. The Lakers are going to sweep four, whoever four or five. The Lakers are going to sweep sweep whoever they play in the first round, unless yeah. they maybe just stub their toe the first game that's in the other team's arena, right? Yeah. There, there's no. It's a foregone conclusion, right? Yeah. I mean, more or less. Just from a pure sporting cons, sporting aspect, a, a pure competitive aspect. Yeah. What would you rather watch? A let's call it the 16 team tournament, a elite eight quote unquote game between. A 20 games below 500 Atlanta Hawks team versus a 30 games below 500 Phoenix Suns team, or game three of a foregone conclusion series between the Lakers and whoever the eight seed is. Right. You're much rather watch Phoenix versus Atlanta, right? Devin Booker versus Trey Young, one game scenario. I'm watching that all day. Definitely. So it's better for the league as well as it's better for those teams. Um, what I also love about the play-in scenario is that it, it gives such unbelievable emphasis to what we're about to watch in an eight-game sprint down the stretch of, of finishing the, quote, regular season. Now, I don't know if this is – you know, I don't know that I feel that this is necessarily – in one sense, it is certainly competitively fair, but in another sense – like just sort of restarting eight games seemed like seems like sort of an ad hoc decision in terms of how many games that they're going to play or whatever. But I know why they're it's, doing it's it. Money. It's money. It's in order to create unbelievable basketball because you got three teams right now that have that are tied exactly in terms of their games behind with Portland, New Orleans and Sacramento. San Antonio is only a half game behind them. And then Phoenix is two games behind San Antonio. But those five teams are going to be in I mean every game is do or die for for all eight of them. I mean you got you have to win uh and create that separation cuz only one of those five is going to even have a chance at taking on Memphis unless Memphis completely falls. I mean Memphis could go go one and seven and then be out. They could do that, but I don't I don't 
think that's probably going to happen, but it, it is possible. But that's going to make what is the regular, the rest of this regular season really compelling. And that's one thing I've been reemphasizing is that the momentum and the, tra- the trajectory that you were on as an NBA team when this all went awry and got canceled is now irrelevant because it's been so long, there's no way you can carry that over. But this is from ESPN.com. The total of 22 teams, the 16 teams in playoff position, plus those within six games of each number eight seed, allows teams to ramp up with the regular season before the playoffs. The league used the historical context of late season playoff runs. They did analytics on basically how many games does it take to make that playoff run. That's where they got the eight games. And that was a broad barometer, but it's a largely newly invented metric. That's interesting. The primary reason, money. If the remaining 259 regular season games, that's cumulative, that were set to be played, had been canceled, the players themselves were facing $645 million in lost salary. Adding just these 88 games. These eight games. 88 games cumulatively. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back into the schedule reduces that collective salary by $300 million. So just adding 88 games mm-hmm. makes the salary reduction basically cut in half. That's pretty smart metrics because you're not, you know, you're playing less than half of the games that were remaining, but only losing less than half of well, the salary as what's well. What's smart is a, a league that is looking for ways to get its players money instead of a league looking for ways to get it away, take money away from its players. I I have been dwelling on the question you asked on the show last week since you asked it. Y- you asked about Major League Baseball. Why? Why don't I? Basically, I think you basically asked why don't the owners understand the impact this could have on the brand, the exposure, the fandom, the goodwill, all of it. Why don't they realize that? And it just keeps coming back to that they don't care, and that's why the NBA is so far out ahead of all the other pro sports leagues. And it all goes down. It all, it all comes back to David Stern, right? It's fantastic. That's the whole thing. The, the the marketing campaign of the early 90s remains true. The NBA has not just said they're all about the fans. They have been all about the fans, and they've been all about marketing the players. And when you do that, it might not be the most crazy profit margins right out the gates. That's what baseball is trying to do. They're trying to shave the money. The owners are trying to shave all of the money into still turning the same percentage of profit with reduced opportunities to gain revenue that's just silly we've all had to sacrifice in this situation we've all every single person in america basically that has a job has lost some sort of revenue personally business-wise whatever and major league baseball is trying to make to mitigate that and be the only ones that don't percentage-wise that's ridiculous the nba is saying hey if we just bring this back for the fans and we bring this back for ourselves we bring this back for the image of the players it will pay dividends in the long view, right? Maybe not right now, but sometime. Yeah. And I think it's so smart. And I think Adam Silver's done a great job of being. I mean, he's. Would you agree? I mean, he's carried the torch from David Stern, and he's still the best commissioner in sports. I mean, the NBA has had the best commissioner in pro sports since the mid '80s, right? Good as a guess, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it. It seems like he he is rarely, if ever, the subject of backlash for something that he says or does. I just think it's so crazy that we have multiple sports leagues in America where the narrative surrounding them is that the people in power and the owners 
treat the players like treat them terribly. And then the one league where player empowerment, the image of players, the the respect for players is galvanized and empowered is the most successful league when it comes to the marketing of it on a global scale. I can't believe that the NFL and the, and the MLB don't take the, a page out of the NBA. Yeah, I mean, look, I can't sit here. I just don't believe that the players in the NFL and the in Major League Baseball and the NHL, for that matter, are not treated well, okay? They, they, they are treated well, but when it's it not, comes it's not to being, negotiations, it's not about, it's not they're about, not taken serious. Exactly. They're not empowered. That's what yes, I'm saying. Yes. It's hard to say that people that are making hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, being treated poorly. Well, no, no. I mean, you can be but, treated poorly no matter what you're being Well, 100%. Paid. But it, it's all about what, what sort of voice do you have? That's why the NBA is so important right now as well, though, because the way that they interact as an organization, it's not just an example for other pro sports. It's an example for organizations in this country, period. Mm -hmm. Treat your people well. Promote positivity. It will come to fruition. Look at the NBA. The NBA has spread. The NBA was dead in 1978. Dead. And here we are, what, 40 years later? 30 years later? 42. Where it is the only truly global pro sport? Mm-hmm. Well, it's Sure. But yes. But in terms, in terms of American-originated sports sure. leagues, the NBA is the king. And I, I just think it's a great example for that that everybody, not just in pro sports, but just period, should follow. Stutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. On the other side, some local news for you, including... Movies happening at Ogren Park and Allegiance Field and update on an actual sporting event that took place in the city of Missoula last night, Mavs Baseball. So take a quick break. We'll get to that right after this. Hey, if you have ever stepped in some poo, you know that it's just about the worst thing that could possibly happen. I mean, it's infuriating and gross, and it's just all the bad things. Well, don't let that happen again. Go to Montana Pooper Scoopers. That's right. You can avoid the poo in your yard with their weekly and even one-time dog pick waste removal. None of us, none of us, not you, not your spouse, not your children, not your parents, nobody wants to deal with it. So you go to MontanaPooperScoopers.com and they will get you set up. Again, weekly or one-time service in Missoula and Lolo. Montana Pooper Scoopers takes care of the job that no one else in the family wants to do. Right now, mention this ad and receive $25 off your initial service. MontanaPooperScoopers.com. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. Reese is loving him some rock oh, lobster back here. This is his, this is the way that he gets in. You That's know, right. He's claws right. in this thing. That's right. right. I got, go ahead. Okay. It's, it's he's Coulter. I'm Ryan. We're Tutel Nuanas. That's what it is. One two nine ESPN at Gus Tutel at one two nine ESPN and at Skyline Sports MT. 
uh, on Twitter. Go ahead. Uh, just a little comment on the the two new uh, prep coaches. In yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of over, uh, changeover. It's kind of interesting the way that generations work. For whatever reason, there was so many coaches in Montana that were approaching their 35th or 40th years, and they were all sort of peers, and we've seen this in the high school football ranks. This was actually about five years ago in the high school football ranks where we had a lot of the longtime coaches like Paul Claybo and Ron Lebsock and Jack, Jack Johnson, Terry Thomas, Scott King. All these guys retired kind of simultaneously, and it was, yeah. it was a questionable hit to youth athletics, but now we have people rising up, getting their footing, re-emerging coaches that are kind of making their reputation. But uh, every once in a while you come across one where you got a little connection to it or you got a personal bias. And I got to say, Lane Glouse, who's the new head coach of Manhattan Christian, he's a buddy of mine, love Lane, former Montana Western Bulldog. But, and this comes with a question for you. Okay. Basketball more than any other sport. How you play at the rec center or how you play in the playground might be distinctly different than what your ability is at the high school or college level. Lane was a great player in Whitehall in high school. Played college basketball in Frontier Conference. Good player at Montana Western. Dude's the best rec center slash city league baller I ever seen in my life. I seen Lane straight score 50 on Sunday mornings in the Bozeman Rec League multiple times. Fills it up. Wait, Who's, now let me see if I can understand this. You're telling me that the college basketball player came in and beat a bunch of old dudes on a no, Sunday so see, morning? See, Shocking. So here's, let me see if I can recover I, from the stunner that I've just received here, from you. Here's the, here's the thing, though. This is actually very interesting. The Bozeman City League, and I've played in a lot of city leagues around Montana and around the Northwest. The Bozeman City League is unbelievably competitive because the Bozeman economy is so good. And Montana State provides such good degrees. So many former Bobcats stay in town. We won the Bozeman City League because I was the GM. I'd play eight minutes a game. I just had a team full of former Bobcat basketball players. Why wouldn't I? Just recruit them, play them. But all I'm saying is that Lane goes about 5'8", 150 pounds. Again, you're right. He's a college basketball player. Most guys in the A-League in that City League are former college basketball players. I mean, he's ripping guys that were all big sky players to shreds. Okay. So uh, I'm just giving a question? shout out. I'm just giving a shout out to a, my boy Glenn Glass because he's he's a he's a three on three rec center legend. Okay. Who's your who you got one of those though? You have you ever known anybody that's just like when it comes to no structure, you don't have to run plays, you don't have to do anything, you you just play, you're just balling. That could just light you up. Yeah, Sean Rainey. That's actually a pretty good one. <laughs> J.R. Campbell's another great example, right? Like, J.R. Campbell was a good player for the Grizz. But you get J.R. Campbell in a half-court three-on-three, he is going to beat you, period. Yeah, he he will. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, Coulter, a couple things here to get into uh, along those, well, along local lines. Uh, the Missoula Paddleheads and the Roxy Theater in Missoula, it's pretty interesting, are going to uh, join forces, and there's going to be a weekly movie series at Ogren Park Allegiance Field. You know, they got that big, new, beautiful video board out there in center field. Well, every Thursday this summer, uh, starting June 11th, so a week from today, uh, they're going to be having a new film 
uh, screening out there for everybody to come to. This is pretty cool. So what they're going to do is you can go. There's, there's three different ways to get tickets to this thing. For $20, you can get a 10 by 10 social distancing square that's good for four people. So you got you know four people in your family or friends, whatever it is, 20 bucks. So basically $5 a head, right, gets you in. If you want to go uh, the higher level, $40, gets you twice the space, 20 by 10, uh, and uh, is up for good for up to eight people. Still, again, the same total cost. If you want to go individual tickets, seating in the bowl, $5 for adults, 2 bucks for children, 12 and under. So uh, very affordable. This uh, Thursday, a week from today, how about Purple Rain, right? Prince's Purple Rain. Colt, are you into that, Prince? You love Prince, man. you kidding me? Uh, yeah. I, I, uh I have more distinct feelings about Prince than almost anybody. I have no idea what that means. Because I was a huge Michael Jackson fan growing up. Love Michael Jackson. My mother loves Michael Jackson. My brother loves Michael Jackson. My sister-in-law loves Michael Jackson. I still love Michael Jackson. But upon studying the music, like the actual true musicality of what they're producing, Prince is a genius. And I've had this conflict where I actually respect Prince more even though I like Michael Jackson better. Well, I don't, I don't. I can't wait to watch Purple Rain. It's, though. it's not. It's not a sport, man. You can like a bunch of yeah, different. You absolutely music and it's can. Okay. You can uh, also like a bunch of different teams in sports. That's where people go awry. You know, that's absolutely true. I love. I I root for thirty teams in the NFL, and I hate two of them. <laughs> Who uh, are they? You the, know, the Bears and well, the Vikings. No, 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 no. You like you hate. I mean, I do hate the Bears and the Vikings. Who else? The do you Cowboys hate? and the Fish, man. I hate the Dolphins. Why do you Cowboys. hate the Dolphins? That's so irrational. It's so awful. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Purple Rain uh, this uh, this next Thursday, and this is cool because you, you got to have sing-alongs when Prince is going. In fact, they're encouraging people to dress up like Prince. You know, get your purple out, go down there, and they're also going to have karaoke going on. So look out. So that's uh, it's going to be fun. But anyway, this is the first one they're doing it. Obviously. You know, you're trying to trying to figure out uses for the stadium, given everything that's going on. Baseball not starting, and this is seems to me about as productive a way to use the space and the, the beautiful board that they got out there and everything as best they can. So that's pretty cool. You can go check that out. Two questions. Yeah. One. Yeah. Amongst the lovely Missoula population, what Prince song will be most well known? Which one will be most? Um, People will be able to sing along to it at the the well, most I mean, accurate level. I mean, the, the the title track, right? I mean, Purple Rain's probably. I don't know, man, because that's not even the biggest hit off of that album, nor is it his biggest hit. I don't know. You're not as much of a Prince guy as you should be. I, I'm not as much of many things as I should. No, that's not true. You only have a few holes. It's Tommy that has all the holes. <laughs> Tommy's like this music virtuoso, and he's got exceptional taste in music. Except for he just irrationally hates the certain bands. You tell me what's what what's the song? I think I think that the song that, that probably is the most uh, well consumed right now is probably 1999, just because it was played in the 20th century more prevalently. Mm-hmm. I mean, 1984 was a long time ago at this point, right? I mean. I mean, yeah, you weren't even with us at that time. All I'm saying is that I think that there's some acts from the mid-'80s, Madonna, Michael Jackson, where their music has continued to be played on on the radio. Prince gets played a, a little bit, but not as much. Prince is completely underexposed, 
much of his own doing because of all totally. the copywriting stuff, right. which I applaud right. him for. But totally, but he because like you, you can't, can't go you to can't, YouTube, you and can't get to him on like Spotify right. and stuff. No, no, right? no, no, no. You right. got to buy it, and you know, good for him. Totally. All right. Did you have a second question? I did, but I already okay. forgot. The other thing we want to mention is last night. Oh, what's your favorite Prince song? That was my second question. Uh, is it called Seven? I got to look it up. I got to look up the name of it. I'll tell you what it is because I do have a definitive favorite Prince song. That's good. My That's good. I'll, I'll, uh, I don't think we can play it on this show legally, but, you know, I'll see if I can come up with it. Um, the Missoula Mavericks... Coulter had their first game. They played nine games all on the road, including what is normally their hosted Memorial Tournament. They finally got the green light to go ahead and play baseball in the city of Missoula at Lindbergh Craig Field. They get a 10-6 victory last night over the Bitterroot Red Sox. They had a 10-3 lead. The Red Sox put together a pretty good rally in the nine, scored three more runs to get it to 10-6, but ultimately uh, the, uh, the Mavs held on and moved to 5-5 five and five on the season. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, Dane Frazier had an RBI in the fifth and then went bingo, bango, bongo. Is that what they say? Is that what all the kids are saying there? 400 feet plus over the center field fence. I mean, I'm, telling you, I'm telling you, though, man, like to hit a home run over the center field fence at Limbaugh Craig Field, that is a monster shot. For sure. So I don't care who you are. If you are a high school kid that can hit the ball 400 feet, you got a future playing baseball. Maybe, may, maybe the pitcher's great. You know, maybe the pitcher fired it in there to buck five. That's actually an interesting point, right? I mean, the longest home runs you hit as a power hitter is when you square up one. He said that in the Missoulian article last night too. He said, "Hey, I was looking fastball. I got a fastball. It just happened to be high and away, which is my pitch." He said, "I try to hit it up the middle hard every single time." Yeah, and then boom. I connected and we're uh, we're trotting around the bases. That's it, uh, Prince Seven, best song by Prince. One man's opinion. Talk about the OL rain right after this, and how about Lauren Hagen top of the hour in studio? All that coming up. Two telling Nuanas. Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better, by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> it's, it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house. And like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house. You left it in my house, and I'm eating all of it. We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I actually think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short. Everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana. Shoto, shout out, original Alpine Touch. And it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce some sunflower seeds, 
you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to AlpineTouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. the point now where we just have to do corrections at the top of every segment to fix everything that we failed or got wrong in the previous segment. You can watch Prince now on YouTube as of like two years ago. I think that yeah, I was going to say, I, I knew that because I had watched a uh, like a little made-for-YouTube Prince documentary. Yeah, you could say. You know who we got to get in here? It's our, our dear friend, Regime Seabrook. He is steeped We need to get Regime in here for he is, he is, so many reasons. Uh, also... Uh, big, big Prince fan. I mean, I, Prince might be his number one overall. Like that might see, be see, and, the number one draft. And, and th- for, this yeah. is where it really transitioned for me. And I actually have had this conversation not on the radio with the regime before too. If you know about actually playing music, you know about you can read music. You've been in any sort of symphonic or orchestra related yeah. band or anything like that, and then you listen to Prince's music back, and you realize how many instruments he plays. While also being a great vocalist, great dancer, great songwriter, well, great great artist, like the, whole, artist, the right. whole package of what he's putting together. I, mean, I, th- I yeah. think Prince plays something like twenty instruments or something like that. I mean, he can play. Well, at that point, the answer is just all, all of the instruments, yes, right? Yes. totally. But uh, it, it just his his ability as a musician is unparalleled. Uh, it's two tell Nuanas, one hundred two nine ESPN Radio. You gotta watch if you're wondering. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame video, Prince, Tom Petty, Steve Winwood, uh, several others uh, in, and, you know, this is like, you know, a group effort here that they're all kind of putting together when it comes to the song. But While My Guitar Gently Weeps, the name of the track, which I think is a Steve Winwood song, but he comes out and does about a three, two, three-minute solo with all of these other guitar legends on the stage, and you just go, well... That's it. He's the best. It's so okay. You're you're so awesome with your music <coughs> identification. Yeah. Well, what? Tommy would be screaming if you heard that. Tommy's Tommy. While my guitar gently weeps hey, by George Harrison. Reese, Reese is in the, Reese. Uh, somewhere else. He, somebody save this. Tommy is a dope. Okay. <laughs> so there we go. It's on the record. Quickly, we got Lauren Hagen coming up top of the hour. We want to get to her. She's coming in here in studio. Our first of our uh, senior spotlight series. So we're really excited to talk to her. But a lot of folks around Missoula know the OL Reign is in town. They are here practicing at the University of Montana. Professional women's soccer team needed a place and a state to play uh, uh, soccer. And uh, and they are here in Missoula. By the way, we uh, were fortunate enough to get some time with Chris Chitavitsky, who is the head coach of the uh, University of Montana soccer team. We will bring that interview to you tomorrow. And so he'll kind of explain for you how this all came about. Really interesting story. Great stuff to have them in town. The most notable player on this team is also the most notable player in all of women's soccer, and that is Megan Rapino. all right? I mean, is there is there any – who's bigger than her right now? Well, it's interesting because there's multiple avenues. I think, I guess – I don't know. I don't want to put my own opinion into it, but there's multiple avenues that that female athletes specifically can become very famous. And I think that from a mainstream perspective, Alex Morgan is very mm. famous right now. 
And uh, I mean, any, but, any but, but the woman theory, on the the United States women's national team, hundred percent, hundred percent. But but the the, the two biggest stars though were Alex Morgan, and a lot of that's because just her marketability, who she dates, mm-hmm. what she looks like. But Megan Rapinoe, be, not not only because of of her uh, abilities as a soccer player, but also what she stands for, right. her vocal nature. I mean, there's not very many out there that have uh, more courage. Than Megan Rapinoe, no for, doubt, for to be herself uh, in a in a spotlight. Well, she's demonstrated that once again, but maybe for the worse for us in Missoula because she's not in Missoula. Uh, she is evidently sitting out this. So there, there was no the the women's professional season was canceled. Okay, it did not happen right. because of the pandemic for women's excuse me for women's soccer. So what they are having is not unlike what they're doing in the NBA starting, I believe it's June 25th in Salt Lake or in Utah somewhere, presumably Salt Lake. They're going to have a a tournament-style run, and they're going to do a month-long big tournament that's effectively a major playoff that's going to involve everybody, and that's going to be in lieu of the season that did not take place. Well, Megan Rapinoe uh, says that she is not going to participate in that. She uh, says that she is not really comfortable with the pandemic situation and then also potentially injury uh, as a result of this and so that is so she's chosen to opt out of this which uh, uh, I think she's not alone in this but she may be the only member of the OL Reign who has done this Uh, the coach of the OL Reign said the following coach I understand her motivations but I am disappointed and frustrated that she is not with us to compete in this tournament Megan is an important uh, is important to the group, and we could have accomplished something important with the club if she had joined the rest of the group. Uh, she will be greatly missed by the team and also by women's football. That's Fareed Benstidi, who is the uh, he's French, and uh, he is the uh, head coach of the OL Reign. So the rest of the team, uh, my understanding, including Ali Long, is in uh, Missoula. By the way, if you are wondering... Uh, we talked about this a little bit. They're practicing over there at the soccer field uh, on campus next to Dornblazer. Uh, it is closed to the public uh, f- for a lot of reasons. The team is going to be around town. I mean, they're basically living in Missoula. They're asking via Twitter for uh, a coffee shop and restaurant recommendations so you can do that. But also, they are asking uh, for during this time, and again, for pretty obvious reasons, that they're not going to do selfies, they're not going to do autographs and that kind of stuff uh, with uh, – uh, you know, with with folks while they're out and about, they will all be in masks. This is mandated by the league that that if they are you know out of their their rooms and whatever that they have the masks on and that kind of stuff. So they're they're here, but they're here at a distance, and that's why they're here is to maintain a distance. So okay, that's the that's the deal. You understand, you know, all of that stuff. But nonetheless, good to have them. But you know, you kind of wish that Megan Rapinoe was going to be in town too. You know, I mean. It, 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 you know me, I'm not much of a, a fanboy when it comes to celebrities, but I was absolutely going to just make sure I made a stroll next to the South Campus just field. A, just take a look. By Dornblazer, just to say, through. hey, I saw Megan Rapinoe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you talk about, we, we we have varying definitions of, of heroes, and, and we make people into heroes sometimes justifiably, sometimes non-justifiably, but I think that uh, the stance that Megan Rapinoe took that then she never backed down from while being in the brightest of bright spotlights. That's right. It truly was a, a, a transcendent moment. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that her and Sue Bird have, have stood up for 
not just gay rights, but just what it means to be an athlete as well as a gay person in America. I mean, it's amazing. And I think that they deserve so much credit for their their courage and the, the trail that they've blazed. And more than any of that, I mean, Megan Rapinoe is just one of the great badasses in all of sports. I mean, she's just, it's not just that she has a platform and then she says some some stuff and has courage in the public spotlight. She's one of the great soccer players on the planet, period. Look, look it, there's, whether this is fair or not, I think that it is fact. How good you have to be in order to have a platform as a female athlete Absolutely. is is through the roof. Exactly. And so and there's, she, and there's plenty she, of male athletes that have a platform that don't that should just not have a platform because they're not good enough. No question. <laughs> and I always harken back to the shop, right? The LeBron James show. Yeah. But you gotta watch the shop that has Mega Rapino and Sue Bird on it. Yeah. When they're sitting there talking shop in the shop with LeBron James and Maverick Carter. It is so good. It is so good. I love every second of it. Sutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Uh, hour one in the books, hour two straight ahead. We're going to have some fun. Lauren Hagan is our, the first interview in our Senior Spotlight Series. We're going to start talking to some high school kids around the state of Montana, some elite athletes who had seasons that were cut short, maybe that, were, that did not happen entirely. Uh, she is one such athlete. Uh, one of the great, well, she is the greatest triple jumper, in fact, in the history of the state of Montana. She's taking her talents to the Pacific Northwest, the University of Washington. We'll talk to well, Lauren Hagen right after this. Hey, summer is here, so get out of the house and play at the picturesque Canyon River Golf Club. You know what I'm saying? You get over to Canyon River, boast a pristine 18-hole championship golf course along the Clark Fork River, spectacular in the valley down there below the mountains. Looking around, it is, it's like a whole new world. It really is. You can play for a lot less than you think. Go online, check out their rates. They got great, great rates online at canyonrivergolfclub.com. And you can also uh, check out the fin cycles. You want to ride around, have some fun while you're not actually hitting the ball, cruising around on the motorcycle golf carts they got out there. Those are spectacular as well. The uh, course, meticulously manicured in perfect shape to give you the challenge and fun you're looking for. Again, online, visit CanyonRiverGolfClub.com to book your tee times and save big all season. You've been cooped up. Get out and play at Canyon River. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 